You're listening to a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned to hear the rest of your 3CR podcast. Brainwaves. Hear the world differently. Tune in to 3CR Community Radio Wednesdays at 5pm for Brainwaves, Melbourne's drive-time radio show. Giving voice to people with mental illness. One in five have a mental illness, but five in five can enjoy this great program featuring heartwarming stories, great information and some laughs as well. Find us at 3CR. 855 on your AM dial. Sponsored by Mental Illness Fellowship of Victoria. Is something worrying you? Need someone to talk to? Having trouble at work or at home? Call WIRE Women's Information on 1300 134 130 Monday to Friday 9am to 5pm. Talk to a woman who cares. It's free and confidential Victoria-wide. You can talk to us about anything. You can also talk to us in your own language through our telephone interpreter service. So call WIRE on 1300 134 130 or visit wire.org.au. WIRE is a 3CR supporter. Hello, you're listening to Brainwaves. This is me, Daniel, and I'm here with my co-host, Rose. Hey! We're going to talk this week about mental health issues and relationships. So uh, first we're going to talk about getting into a relationship and how that can be affected by mental health issues. I think you can probably talk more about this, Rose. So how do you find meeting people? Uh, With my lived experience, um, social anxiety is such a barrier to meeting people. Yeah. Like just actually getting to a location where you're going to be able to have a conversation that's not yeah. in a work setting or a, an educational setting is so challenging. Um, and then once you're there, like once you're past pleasantries, I find it incredibly intimidating to determine whether someone's interested in me, like in a in a romantic yeah. setting. You have all of these internal dialogues running. So are you like uh, constantly analysing what you're saying and stuff like that? Oh, yeah. You're like, oh, what did that mean? Oh, um, you know, oh, he, he probably noticed that my shirt's super wrinkly and that I said <laughs> that really idiotic thing before. And while you're running through all of these little tapes in your head, it's affecting what's coming out of your mouth. So you yeah. probably are saying stupid stuff, not paying attention to what you're saying at all. So it's kind of like, uh, it's like someone's judging you, like they're judging, is this person good enough to be with me? Yeah. And I think that can be really hard because you're judging yourself as well. You're saying, am I good enough to be with this person? And a lot of the times if you've got a mental health issues, it's like impacted your self-esteem. So maybe you don't actually have belief in yourself. Totally. So, so like you're thinking, am I good enough? No, I'm probably not. Uh, this person probably doesn't want to be with me. And obviously even that's going to affect how you're talking to them and how you're reacting to them. Even before you get to that point, you're in an amb- ambiguous bar situation and you're talking yeah. to an attractive person and you're thinking, I find this person incredibly attractive. There is no way that they yeah. are single, that they're even remotely thinking about me in that way. I'm not on their level. So you feel like uh, you're out of their league in a way. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
and you know the the person that I would imagine that is in my league with low self esteem, I wouldn't be interested in. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> catch twenty two. So in the in the unlikely situation that you do actually find somebody that you wants to be with you <laughs> and uh, you want to be with them, uh, what when you when it comes to disclosure of your mental health issues, do you just come out straight away and say it or? Yeah, I, I guess it's like a um, a self protective thing with with friends as well as um, romantic prospects is just straight away I'm very open that it's quite common for me to experience episodes of depression or episodes of anxiety um, uh, and that these things are just a part of who I am and I'm quite happy with that and I'm happy for people to know that about me Um, and I want them to feel comfortable to share that with me but I know you feel very differently. Yeah so the way I work is I try to hide my like my mental health issues like I do suffer from anxiety and depression and I just kind of try to pull that back into myself and not show that side of myself. So when I do meet a person, it's kind of like I'm pretending to be another person. <laughs> it's like I'm pretending to be what I would, well, I don't like this term, but a normal person. Because I think if they do find out that I've got like anxiety or depression, they'll think, who's this loser? He's, he's got all these issues. I'm not going to go out with that guy. No way. So I just try to hide it as long as possible, even when I get into the in- the relationship. I'm trying to uh, hide it from my partner. But obviously with uh, a lot of mental health issues, eventually they're going to find out because <laughs> you can only control yourself so much before these things come out. For sure. And it's horrible to hear you say that you feel that way because it's it's stigma going to the level where you're self self-inflicting yeah. stigma yeah you think that this is a really negative part of you but it it might be the case that your partner finds those things really endearing and humanizing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if it's so much my opinion of of people with mental health issues it's more about what i'm thinking other people think yeah which is yeah. obviously that's a huge problem all the time you try to mind read and try mm. to work out what other people are thinking and most of the time i think they're going to think something negative so i really try to shield people from actually knowing the real me but then once you actually get into a relationship you can't you can't help yourself uh you're going to show your real self to people have you had a negative experience with just in general disclosing that you have mental illness that's made you feel so insecure about telling people i don't know if i have i think i just always think the worst is going to happen which is like actually that's a part of anxiety always thinking like this is going to happen this is going to happen oh no what what if this happens ironically i get anxious about telling people about my anxiety i've never actually had a negative experience but it's more like i'm worried that i will have a negative experience (laughs) and through my anxiety i've found the more control i have over a situation the better i feel about things and uh pretending i don't have anxiety or trying to or trying to uh fake my way through a relationship pretending I'm a normal person well that's like my way of taking control of the situation even if it is a bit ridiculous because uh the person you're with can't help but tell you've got anxiety I'll try to think of an example maybe well in your case you've got social anxiety and maybe the person you're dating says oh why don't we meet at uh such and such a bar. Oh, God, no. <laughs> on, on, on Friday, and let's meet at such and such a bar at five o'clock. So automatically I'll be thinking, okay, what if they're not there at five o'clock? What, what do I do? I'm going to go in the door. Where am I going to stand by myself? I look like an idiot. Uh, 
I've got all these thoughts racing through my head and then eventually I'll think it's too much for me. I'm not actually going to go. Yep. At that point, I'm still pretending I'm a normal person. So uh, <laughs> I'll have to think of an excuse that isn't about anxiety. Oh, I because, use that uh, too, don't worry. Because <laughs> uh, I don't want them knowing I've got anxiety. So I'll have to think up an excuse, say, oh, I'm sick. That's a, yep. that's a good one. Yep. Got a bad stomach or something like that. So I text them, I can't make it, sorry, bad stomach. Yeah, there's only so so much, so many times you can do that before the other person figures out, well... They're not interested, they might assume. Yeah, they might assume <laughs> that as well. They might think, well, he's making up excuses because he doesn't want to come and see me, but obviously that's not it. It's just because I've got anxiety and I can't actually handle those situations. Yep. But I don't... But again, I don't want to say that to them because I feel like I'll turn them off and they'll turn around to me and think I'm a... Yeah, some kind of weird guy that can't handle, which I guess I am. <laughs> some weird it's guy that weird can't handle. Uh, some guy that can't handle walking into a bar. Well, you wanna you wanna be able to re- relax into a relationship and actually enjoy it at some point, and yeah, you have to let go of that putting on putting on something for somebody else. Yeah, because well, you can't do that nonstop because it's like it'd be too tiring. <laughs> for sure, and then you you know it might miss the opportunity for someone to to fall in love with just you as you are at home all of the time but that can be challenging because you know it's, it's all very well and good to say yeah that's fine you have anxiety or you have depression or a mental illness yeah. I'm the kind of person that can deal with that um, but when you actually see the symptoms for the first time you might not know how best to interact yeah. with that especially like if you if your partner hasn't dealt with anybody with a mental health issue before they they don't know what to do and it can be hard for the partner and even because they don't know what to do, it can like, cause tension and issues. Yeah, because you want, you want the person that you love to instinctively just know how to take care of you. Yeah, but it's not so easy, is it? No, uh, yeah. Do you have any uh, experience with that from your past relationships or your current relationship? Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I've had people explicitly say to me, I want to be here for you right now, but I just don't know how to. Um, and then ask me for, for what what would be an appropriate response and I'm always happy to give that but it's kind of it's a challenge to do that when you're feeling drained and exhausted and um like you're already a burden yeah um so I've I've found like when you when you're beginning a relationship and you've disclosed it's best to preempt your illness and say look there's going to be a day when I'm going to find it's really difficult to get out of bed it would be useful if you did these things and I would really appreciate that yeah, so what would happen if they didn't do those things that you mentioned? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you would feel, I don't know, let down and um, uh, and then you might start to be insecure that they would actually be capable of of being a supportive partner for you. From my own experience, I'd probably say I want. it's like you want your partner to do something and you've told them that you want this. If they don't do it instantly, you can come to yourself and say, well, they don't care about me because they're not doing it. Yeah. But that's like bullshit, basically. They do care about you. It's just maybe, they, maybe they're maybe finding it hard to deal with the situation as well, you know? And, For sure. And, uh, so it's, it's kind of hard to find that line where you do have a legitimate concern when you don't. Mm. I just, uh, I don't know, like it's so, super challenging, especially because mental illness is so common. It's likely that your partner will experience illness themselves, yeah. especially as a carer. And when those two things coincide and you're not able to give one another support when you need it, like that, that can be the end of a relationship. Yeah, because it can lead to a, to a lot of arguments and a lot of tension, negative tension. 
sometimes tension's good, but obviously <laughs> if there's too much going on, like eventually yeah, the relationship can just break down because you can't actually get a you can't get a control of it. I think that's what happens. You lose control of everything. Yeah, I mean it's important not to rely too heavily on your partner as a sole source of support because obviously sometimes they're just not able to give that to you because they're working, because they're suffering issues themselves. Yeah. So making sure your external support network is there and functioning yeah. is really important, but mental illness will limit that as well. Yeah, definitely. So I think that's a good time for us to stop and have a song and maybe a CSA. So uh, we'll be back to talking about mental health issues and how that affects relationships afterwards. Violence can destroy families. I decided one day that I could not stand having my children witnessing more of the physical, verbal and emotional abuse. While I was facing issues of family violence, I heard about a service available to assist people in my situation called InTouch. I called InTouch and spoke with someone in my language. InTouch gave me the support I needed. Thanks to the people at InTouch, I've been able to rebuild a better life for my family. If you need advice, contact InTouch for a free and confidential discussion in your language by calling 1800 755 988 or search InTouch Multicultural Centre online. In Touch. Brought to you by Victorian Women Lawyers and funded by Victoria Law Foundation. I know perfectly well I'm not where I should be.
You're back to Brainwaves on FreeCR. This is Daniel with my co-host Rose. That song was You Still Believe in Me by the Beach Boys. Now, before the song there, we were talking about relationships and how they can be affected by mental health issues. One of the things I've always thought is that you can't love another person unless you love yourself. You can't be happy in a relationship unless you yourself are happy. If you go into a relationship almost looking for love, if you're thinking to yourself, I need a relationship, to be happy your self-esteem so low that you go into the relationship thinking it's going to fix all of your problems and when you get into the relationship that's the only thing you have it's like your whole world is the relationship you have nothing outside of it you don't have friends you don't have a social network you just have this other person Mm. this relationship this world when the relationship is going bad, it's like the whole world's going bad. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, your mood's dependent on how your interactions with that person that day has gone. I've fallen into the trap of going, out, okay, look, I'm incapable of self-love right now, so I'm going to pour all of this affection into a, an external yeah. figure and, and give all this person, um, yeah, a love and, and support that I want, but I'm not going to let them give me anything back. I'm just going to be... Um, and how does that work out for you? No, terribly, terribly, yeah. terribly, because they, they, like, yeah, you just, um, you think that but, they're not loving you. But, see, but so secretly you do want them to give you something back, don't you? You're giving all oh, the love yeah. and affection. Yeah, you're starting to resent them because you feel like they're not giving anything back because even when they express love to you or do anything for you, it feels insincere because that's not possible. Yeah, yeah, so it's like if you, if you, uh, if you don't love yourself, enough then you don't believe anyone else is going to love you mm, yeah for sure. so if, if when you look in the mirror you think oh you're an idiot you're useless you're also going to think well who's going to love you and mm-hmm. if someone comes along and says oh i love you well you're going to think no, oh, yeah good one yeah good i think you're joking about that you don't love me and then that's when you become so insecure that you can things like jealousy can come up come up on you and uh, you can start worrying about your partner and what your partner's thinking and what your partner's doing and even when you're not there you can be wondering what your partner's doing and where you can jump on anything and you and then roll with it in your mind so you can make it into like this huge thing that doesn't it doesn't even exist in reality but in your mind it does so you might get a text message from your partner saying oh after work and going for drinks with a with with my friend from work kate and uh, you might start thinking, oh, who's this Kate? Who's this Kate? What is he going to run off with Kate? Is he going to go into the bar with Kate and smooch? And so you start worrying... <laughs> smooch. Yeah, I said smooch. <laughs> so you start, so you start uh, worrying that they're going to do something. They're going to cheat on you and they're going to be unfaithful. And you think, actually, yeah, they probably would be unfaithful because I'm such a lousy person that... Yeah, they should cheat, yeah, on me, like, they cheat on me. Why wouldn't they? Because <laughs> they they don't like love me. Because I don't love me. And then uh, this snowballs in your mind where you're sitting at home alone and you're starting to worry. Mm. So you start thinking, "Oh, I know what I'll do. I'll ring them up." And then they don't answer. So of course you're thinking, "Why aren't they answering? What are they doing? Why can't they answer? Why can't they talk That's to me?" That's proven my theory. He's having a great time with Kate. He's having a great time with Kate. He's having this. He's probably not even having a drink with Kate. He's probably. At her house, having a little bit of, little bit of fun, as well. I'll say. So you, so you ring again. Now it's two phone calls now, <laughs> and, if, and you think hasn't answered again. I'll leave a voicemail this time. Where are you? Where are you? Leave the voicemail, and then it just keeps going and going until you've done twenty calls, and mm. 
you're just thinking you you're a wreck basically and and all of this started from this one little thought this one little comment this one text message from your boyfriend saying he's going for drinks with kate and you've snowballed it mm. through your worry uh, sure. i don't know where that comes from but i think part of it's low self-esteem because you think so little of yourself that you believe that all these bad things are going to happen to you well <laughs> some some mental illnesses have this nasty uh symptom where your thoughts tend to be self-focused and, and you're um, caught up ruminating on on your own circumstances and you're unable to see the bigger picture of what's going on yeah so you know your partner's he's let you know where he's going he's trying to be really conscientious he's um he's said look i'm going to a bar i'm not going to be able to answer my phone he hasn't said that explicitly but it's been implied in his mind yeah um and then he comes home and he looks at his phone he's got all of these messages he's like oh gosh what's what's happened uh and he walks in the door and you're sitting there angry yeah angry for no reason <laughs> angry well. for no reason and and um yeah and that's that's where that that disconnect in communication happens and yeah the cracks in the relationship start start to form yeah but it's so yeah it's so tricky to have really open conversations about what's going on in your mind without seeming quite crazy it's easy to rationalize things with yourself and your mind mm. that aren't actually rational because you believe you you know yourself better than anyone else you be, you believe your thoughts are completely correct on anything and uh, if we just take that situation, actually, when the when your boyfriend comes home and he sees that you've sent him all these text messages and stuff like that, all that leads to is an argument, probably, because I've been there. It's like, they come home and they're like, why have you sent all these texts? And you're saying, well, you've been out with that Kate. Why have you been out with the Kate? <laughs> and, uh, you don't trust me. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, you don't trust me. And then it gets into a whole argument. And it's kind of, that is where the cracks form, because you're arguing about you're arguing about something that's not based on reality in a way. It's like mm. you think you're right about something that you've made up in your head and you haven't. Yeah. And I guess part of that is, well, for me and maybe for you, a lot of that is from just anxiety because you're thinking about all of these things in your mind. Mm. Where like the perfect people at thinking up these horrible scenarios that are going <laughs> to completely hurt us. Yeah. So uh, those problems can probably come really easily to us, this mm-hmm. anxiety stuff for us. And that's where, like, as a partner, the solution to that situation and in any situation when anxiety or depression symptoms come up is to validate that person's belief and go, okay, I can understand from your perspective why it would seem that way, but this is what it actually is for me. There can be a lot of problems from having mental health issues in a relationship, but it doesn't mean the end of a relationship because I think we've both had uh, positive experiences of been with people who've uh, helped us through our problems and stuff like that so uh, could you just talk a bit more about your positive experiences just so we don't talk all about the negative just have a little <laughs> bit of positive in there um yeah sure I mean um sharing your own experiences with mental health um helps your partner share moments when they feel less than well and learning what might be upsetting for one another helps you to be incredibly supportive and understanding um whether it be um, in work or um, I'm trying to think of positive. Ex- I, I don't know. There's like, Natal, because hey. because I have mental illness. It's just like negatives. Just negatives. <laughs> just coming to mind. Oh, one thing I can. Uh, <laughs> one thing I think is with me, my girlfriend. 
with my mental health issues, it's like very up and down. Mm. One day I'll be feeling fine. The next day I'll be worrying rationally about all this stuff and going through those bad moments actually creates a, a tighter bond between us because we're working on this really personal thing together. Yeah. Like my girlfriend does know the real me and mm. uh, she's still with me. And that if we go back to the start, I was saying I always feared that if someone did find out about my anxiety or something like that, that I would get this horrible reaction. But in, in my girlfriend's case, it's been the opposite reaction. She's been very supportive of me and she's helped me through all these issues. And it's very, it does make you feel good to actually have somebody there that uh, that actually does like you for who you are and loves you despite all these problems, these, all the bullshit, basically, all the problems that you've got. For sure. And to have a sounding board that um, invalidates your irrational thoughts is so valuable. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so do, does that reflect on your relationship as well? Does, do you have like a tighter bond, do you think? Yeah, definitely. Um, and I mean, having come at the other side, having had a partner look after you when you're in a, you know, a, a more severe episode, um, that gives contrast to the to the periods when things are fantastic. You're like, look, you yeah. know, look how bad it was. You were still with me then, and now we have an opportunity to really appreciate each other's company and enjoy yeah. the the wellness. So it's like the the good days are twice as twice as good. Yeah. Is that right? Just but the obviously the bad days are twice as bad as well. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, it's more. Yeah, it's like the the darkness of light um, highlights the brightness of day or something there's a quote there i'm gonna look it up right, we'll look at that quote so uh, yeah so it's been it is nice to uh show your real self to a person and then find out that they actually like your real self even if you don't yeah yeah you're lovable and um you might actually be wrong in all of your yeah your low self-esteem theories and uh it almost takes the relationship to another level because uh care in front of a person with a mental health issue that's like it's almost like something a family would do you know it's like it's a very personal thing and you can go through a relationship for ages and not actually get to that personal level yeah. you just talk about rubbish all the time and mm. you just joke around and you never actually get serious but when once you get serious about the other person it does create a bond and it does make you feel more like family in a way for sure so i think that's a really nice note to end on uh you've been listening to brainwaves on free cr i've been daniel and my co-host has been rose thank you for listening uh next up we have renegade economists but first we'll have a song uh here is the beach boys with don't worry baby
You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.